0: Hey guys it's peter from thinking man business labs i want to thank you for uh, joining us here for this interview with danny danny green um guys just like with all my interviews just take them for what they are it's just a bit of a chat with um you know friends old and new um that i've sort of met across the traps and it's um great to catch up with with danny um, we've got a couple of mutual friends and um you know i'll do this podcast to get some information from both a business perspective for you guys and also um from the world of, of sport if it's sport and the world of, of business if it's the world of business and um, everything in between we, we we share stories um nothing's meant to be taken too too seriously and i hope you enjoy it um here's my interview with danny green and everything i do is to support um a couple of mental health policies so we've got mental health like uh, Beyond Blue um, and black dog australia and also sassy um which i do a bit of work with um there are um, Homeless service down in down in the Illawarra. So in in, in the YouTube link, there'll be um, there'll be links um, where you can support that and donate to donate to there. I don't see do this for any any sort of money or any sort of recognition or anything like that. So if we can support those um, those great charities, um, that'd be fantastic. So um, the links will be below, and hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you very much. All right, guys, welcome back to Thinking Man Business Labs. As you know, I'm Pete Mack. Today, we are very, very lucky to have one of Australia's greatest boxers of all time, Danny Green on our show, and uh, he's going to talk about all things boxing. And as we always know about on our show, we talk about all things business as well, so we can talk about the hand tr- that transition with him as <laughs> well. So, Danny, welcome to the show, um, and Pete. thank you for taking some time. Morning, Pete. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, what I what normally like to open with is... So, how's things been for you since? So, you're officially officially retired now. We can sort of say that for you. I didn't. I didn't officially retire because I didn't give. I didn't want to give the media
1: the satisfaction. You know, right? They're always going. When are you retiring? When are yeah. you retiring? It's like, man, an AFL footballer wins a premiership. The first yeah. thing a reporter asks him, is, mate. So, when do you start pre season? What's the What's how are you going to get better next year? When a work, when a chick, when a fighter wins a ball of the world title, they go, "When are you going to retire?" <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's almost like I want you to go away. So yeah. I just I didn't fight again. I just I'm not going to fight again. But I never yeah. had a, an official retirement press yeah. conference. I did that once and came back and thought, "I'm not matter again."
0: So I'm not getting invited to any big retirement party anytime soon.
1: Sorry, mate, I just lost you I, there. I just bro. said I'm not I'm not, not
0: I'm not being invited to any big retirement party soon. There's no big retirement party that I'm going to be invited to soon.
1: Nah,
0: nah not mine anyway <laughs> not mine thanks mate thanks mate so just give me the cold shoulder on national uh, on, on national youtube it's well, all I, good
1: <laughs> no no well i won't be having one so i might no, no, i might see it someone else's but i'm not <laughs> <be heaven.
0: laughs> no that's um that's good and how, how are things going in 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 general um with your lifestyle what do you do with yourself do you, do you stay fit all that all that sort of all that sort of thing
1: yeah, do Pete. For me, I'm in mean the. You know, for me, uh, I transitioned into the fitness industry before I retired because I wanted to. You know, my father, I lost him two years ago on Monday. We lost him, um, and I was very, very close with my father, and I was very, very fortunate um, to have a, a an amazing relationship as my siblings did um, with our dad. So he was a great guy. He was, you know, from the he was from the school of hard knocks. He grew up tough. He was a farmer. He lost his mom and dad by the time by the time he was 15. I um, mean, 11 brothers and sisters helped raise each other. He was, in, you know, went in, into um, boarding homes when he was younger as well, and then made his way back to the farm and then came to the city. And, um, you know, he, he turned, turned his, his life was, a, was, was, you know, an incredible life. And um, he, he instilled some really good ethics um, into us. And one of those things was surround yourself with good people. Um, and so for me, um, he taught me, told me, mate, you want to sit yourself up before you finish fighting. With something that you want to do down the track to be able to have, you know, have a sustainable income. That's your job, that's your life after boxing. So I, I left school early and did my apprenticeship, um, cause I didn't want to, leave, I didn't want to go to school, but I wanted to be, a, I wanted to be a fighter, but I didn't think I'd ever do what I did. You know, I didn't think it was a dream, but I'm um, so I, I did my apprentice, left school and did my apprenticeship as a carpenter just to have something to fall back on if fighting didn't work out. Um, but, you know, since then, um, you know, since boxing's finished, um, I've been in the fitness industry and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been exciting because I really found out that I enjoy it because I was only ever in fight gyms. I was never in commercial gyms. Mm-hmm. My, my life was spent in fight gyms around the country, around the world, um, so I didn't really know much about commercial gyms per se. Um, so it's been a learning experience and six years, just over six years I've been in the game and um, it's been, uh, it's been, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy some aspects. Some aspects I don't enjoy, but a lot of the aspects I really enjoy. And I've I've worked out that the fitness industry is really we're in the hospitality industry.
0: Yes, that's so true. That's so true. So, um, we'll stand we'll stand on the topic of business of, of business for now. Now you is it is it called Twelve Rounds? Am I right in, in saying that the yeah. business that you that, that you own? And how long, has that been, it. how long has that been going for? Look at that. There you go. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, I started, uh,
1: my first gym, I was introduced and, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing I've learned through my flight career, um, is, is, uh, I'm not a very good networker, so right. I'm not, I I'm kind of like, i meet a bloke, I'll go, g'day mate, how you going? And then and someone will say, mate, do you know who that guy is? He could come <laughs> in handy and attract track, up. I just met the guy, Some a good, good bloke, but I don't want nothing from the fella, yeah. you know? He Needs me for something, no problem. Here's my card or here's my number, mate. But you need me. now. I'm around, but I'm all right, you know, it's all good. So I've I was I've learned to kind of sway from that mindset and kind of go, Raw. Well, he could and myself and that person, we could do something together business-wise. Something the future, they could mutually benefit both of us. So I'll keep the guy's card and I'll keep in touch, or whatever. So I've learned to network a little bit better. Nice. And I was introduced um to um a fella, through a fella, through a mate of mine, and then he was in, in the fitness industry and we decided to do something together. He was um, in, uh, in, the his name's Leon McNeese and he was uh, the founder and then he and his partner Darren Strosh built, founded, built, then on, sold the Good Life um, fitness chain um, right. for, 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 a, for a very tidy sum back in the day. And then they bought out Snap Fitness from America and they're both you know entrepreneurs and involved in the fitness industry. Very, very well-heeled in that game and very, very well-respected. And um, so then, um, mate of mine, Graham Allen, Gubby Allen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, Gubby, heard of Gubby? Uh, I've heard of him for sure. Yep. He, yeah. He's a legend. So he was he was football manager at Collingwood. He used to play yeah. back in the day. Then he took the Lions to their Brisbane Lions three premierships. Then yes. he's a the guy who got GWS off the ground okay. in Sydney. Yeah. So Gubby Allen is, is you know he's a legend and um he's a he's a he's a fantastic fellow. He introduced me to Leon, and then Leon and I then said hey, we, we should do something together and we did something together and so now we, we opened uh, two gyms over here in Western Australia called Green Zone Fitness, as in Z-O-N-E, because there's different yes. zones in each gym. It's nice. a big tw- the big 24-hour gyms. And then within that gym, another fellow by the name of Tim West, who knew Leo McNeese back in the day, who had been involved, Tim had been involved in the fitness industry for a long time. Um, Leo and Tim kind of had an idea about a concept they wanted to do and then they thought, well, it's got, let's, let's involve boxing, we'll bring myself in because I obviously had the experience the working history and work experience short experience with Leon and you know he was happy with what I was doing and I was obviously happy with what we're doing together and he brought me into this concept 12 round fitness and we just kind of grew it and evolved it we trialed the first one in my gym in Perth and people loved the concept of boxing and functional strength so more body weight exercises instead of heavy heavy powerlifting Fantastic. So, short, sharp, interval training um, in a group environment, boutique fitness. We tried it in my gym in Warwick and then from there, they, we opened our first store in Brisbane in 2015 because my partners are from Brisbane, they live there and then it went really well and then by the start of 2016, the first franchise had been sold and now there's 78 around the country. Wow. And there's, um, we've opened an international arm um, called UBX, Ubox. Right. Um, strength in bo- uh, boxing and strength and we've got two in uh, New Zealand and one in Singapore and then before COVID hit we were, we were literally a week away from signing a lease over in the UK so right. we're looking to expand overseas if and when this all comes comes to an end who knows what's going to happen sure. but um yeah so that's that's where the that's where my I guess my my gyms my business uh, business is at um at the moment within the fitness industry we've got green zone fitness and the 12 round um mm-hmm. fitness uh 12 round fitness Boutique franchise that I'm a, a co-owner and co, co-founder of,
0: and um, it's it's going really well. Yeah, and you've kept them pretty much just within within that. You haven't divulged in any, any other sort of businesses. or It's mostly kept within within the gyms at the moment.
1: Sorry, George, uh, George
0: uh, um, <laughs> <That's> Pete, <right. laughs> I just lost it. Divulge. Yeah, is it just? Um, is, ju- is, is, it, is, it, is it just with the the um, boxing um, businesses? Yeah. Got, got
1: into any other businesses um, um during, uh, green, yeah well no no yeah so the green zone fitness is a commercial gym so it's just it's weights cardio yeah. yoga pilates and we've got a crash in there so it's a one-stop yeah. shop for everything we do have a boxing um for fitness circuit um in the room that's where we tried sure. the first one and 12 round fitness that's boxing for fitness so it's not a boxing they're not boxing gyms they're boxing yeah. for fitness where they're we're the fastest-growing franchise um, globally, and the second-largest boxing franchise um, in the in the world at the moment. Wow! And hopefully, we'll be able to that. So, um, but yeah, Tim West and um, Michael Jordan and uh, and the guys at head office and um, uh, Jonah Hales—they've been doing a, an amazing job. They're the guys that kind of the nuts and bolts of the business, and sure. they've done uh, a phenomenal job in growing it. Um, and all the franchisees around the country—you um, know, some really good people involved within the brand and. Uh, I'm learning, mate. I don't know. I don't yeah. you know I'm, I'm still learning, but it's really important if you can get those like surround sort of good people, if you can get good yeah. franchisees and good people running their own businesses, it just helps um, galvanize and
0: strengthen the whole brand. The whole brand. Oh, Brian, that's right. And we were talking a little bit before we started off air about some of the, some of the challenges and um, it looks like you've you've obviously landed off, off your feet. You've found some good advice. You've found some people that you can, you can trust and guys here at Thinking Man, just, that hearing Danny talk about his background and where he's come from, a, a household where things were, were probably tough, where money was probably tough um, growing up. You didn't grow up with a silver spoon in, in your mouth. You've had to grind it out. Um, and do you think that helped you be a bit more careful with your money that you didn't have it growing up? Or do you think it was just something that was embedded from you, but for your dad, from your dad?
1: Um, oh, my dad did it tough, you know, my dad, obviously, you know, we were, we were, we were pretty, pretty comfortable. Yeah. So my old man, you know, look, we didn't I didn't go without food, put it that way. Yeah, so yeah, know, my we were an average family and you know yeah. went to school and was able to, you know, every now and then go on a holiday, you know, go yeah. away with our family. So, you know, we I was we we had I had food at the table, so I was yeah. I was pretty lucky. Yeah. But um it was, you know, we weren't we weren't loaded. So yeah. it was it was, you know, just a comfortable probably just a normal a normal grown up situation. Sure. But um i I guess I I've a bit kind of I didn't really because I didn't really think I was gonna have, you know, be be um, you know, comfortable myself, mm-hmm. um, I've probably been a bit probably been a bit loose with the way of, you know, spending my money and stuff. So <laughs>
0: um,
1: if anyone here wants advice, financial advice, I'm not the gotta to come to. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a live for today person more than right. you know do all the way and worry about it when I'm seventy five years old and I can't do nothing with it. I'd rather be at it enjoy what I've got and what I've worked hard for and obviously Mm. save the future and set myself and myself, set my family up, my kids' family up for the future. Make sure they're secure. That's the most important thing. But Mm. at the same time, I want to be able to live and and enjoy what we've got while we've got it, while we're young and while we're able to do it. I'm a firm believer
0: in enjoying what we've got when we've got it whilst we're able to when we're young. Yeah. And listeners, that's a a great example. Um, Sometimes we work so hard, we forget to enjoy it. And... um, we, we, we forget to um, enjoy the fruits of our, our labour, even if it's in the middle of, of something. We've, we've, we've got to celebrate our successes and sometimes we forget to do that, I think, as business owners, because there's onto the next project and onto the next project and onto the next project. So, um, yeah, so anyone out there that's, that's scared of spending money, you heard it from Danny Green, go and spend all your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no but it's uh it's all good so um what do you think was the was the hardest thing about making the transition for you from sportsman to businessman i probably i was involved in my in my promotions as well so from the day
1: day one from my turn pro i went to the olympics in 2000 and turned pro in 2001 and moved to sydney took a, a car put an old magna on the train and put the yeah. tv and some cutlery and some clothes and a microwave <laughs> and the thing and a toaster. And we went over and my girl, my then girlfriend and our wife went over and set up in Sydney, you didn't know what to do, you didn't know anyone really. And yeah, just started from scratch and and um had my first pro fight and uh was on Foxtel and won that and it's like, man, it's, you know it was it was a dream. Yeah. All all I wanted to do, my motivation for turning pro, Pete, was to earn 40K. Yeah. To put it 40k away for a deposit on a house, and come back to Perth and buy a house, and then just go back to my trade as a carpenter. Yeah, terrible, wow. I was a Terrible carpenter. Yeah. Go back to my <laughs> trade, and um, and then pay off my house, and and, and that's how I was going to buy my house was, to to go over and, and fight for you know try and put together 40k for a deposit and put that away, and if yeah. more comes it comes, but that was my my initial motivation was yeah I want to win a world championship, but it was such a pipe dream. You just don't yeah. realise what where, where life's going to take you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was my initial motivation was to earn forty k for a deposit for a house, and then um and buy a house and see what happens after that. And but I was always extremely, extremely disciplined and extremely dedicated, and I was a, I was a I was a seriously hard worker in the gym, and 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 I was meticulous when it comes to preparation. So although I didn't realise what I where I was going to go, look back now and go, it was probably always going to happen because I was such a tireless worker, and I persevered through. Sh- chronic and crippling injuries, and mm-hmm. put up this ridiculous amounts of pain and hardship physically yeah. to continue fighting and get rolling to go. So um, probably the, 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 the transition was made easier, Pete, because I'd set up, and I was part of my own promotional company. I put my own promotional company together back in 2002, only after right. a year and a bit after fighting. Sure. But friends, my friend, good friends of mine, so the old saying, my old man always said, surround yourself with good people. Very close friend of mine who was my accountant Mm-hmm. has been one of my best mates since I was nine wow. um, and his old man and, and my old man were best mates and his old man's still alive and close to him and his mum and mine were close so very trusted person he put together he had an idea let's put a big fight on over here in Perth because there's an appetite for it over here in Perth and hasn't been big fights here so he came back to Perth and there was 5,000 people at a stadium which was hadn't been done before in Perth sure. um, ever and then, <clears throat> and put together Green Machine Boxing. Um, That was a promotional company, and had some people involved. Another fellow, my dad worked with, whom I was close with, close with, and um, two other people in that company. So I was involved in the business, promoting, marketing, um, mm-hmm. uh, the media, publicity, etc. I was involved in that from the get go, and I was involved in negotiations with my fights, with my opponents, with the purses, with sponsorships, with, with endorsements, etc. So I've always been involved yep. in it from the get-go. So probably yep. 20 years later, um, the transition when I finished boxing, or 15 years later, wasn't so hard because I was involved in business um, whilst I was doing it, if that
0: makes yeah. sense. I think that's a I think that's a great example. Um, for a lot of people, you can always dip your toe in during your career. There's always, there's always some spare time. There's always some off time when you're training between camps, between whatever, to try and do a whole bunch of um, different things. And I think sometimes when people are getting, especially we can talk about football players because – Obviously, one of our, both both of our good friends is Eric Grace Jr. is one of my, uh, one of my. The weapon. The weapon. The weapon. (laughs) The weapon. Uh, I don't call him a weapon. I call him an annoying, one of my annoying friends. And he's been bagging me out about my ponytail. And that every time he hopes the wind blows it, he hopes the wind blows it off. And it's a very strange thing. He can give me shit too, mate. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> okay cool I'll refer him to you then next time he mentions it to me that's good I can refer him to you next time he mentions it to me that's good hey, Pete just a quick one
1: when yeah. I, was, I was over in Sydney training with that, where I first met Guru um, yeah. in 2005 and my, I, I didn't have a strength and conditioning team and then I hired um, through Athletics Australia was a guy that I was involved in green machine boxing over here he yeah. worked for Athletics Australia he got in touch with Hayden Knowles. Yes. and Craig Catterick, who were then the strength and conditioning team at Parramatta Ears. we had a meeting, we then formed a relationship and great friendship. You know, 15, mm-hmm. tw- 15 years later, we you know close yeah. mates. Yeah, they were other sides the, of the country. Um, yeah. But then I started training at the Parramatta Eels Robert Lee Club. That's when I met Guru, and then yeah. my my last trainer, who was my been my assistant since day one, but was probably the most prominent trainer I've had in my career. Angela Hider, right. guy that I learned the most off in my in my, in my whole boxing career he was um he loved the the he's a, he's a, he's a lunatic fantastic guy and yeah. he um he gave guru the wep, uh, the nickname the weapon and so <laughs> on the sidelines we'd be in the sidelines going the
0: weapon and, yeah and right, Jim, right. Right. right he, okay. he, 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 he loved,
1: loved it he would have
0: loved it because training wasn't his forte, so anytime you'd hear that, that'd that'd probably hype him up to actually make a run. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, he just had a fantastic energy too, Guru, yeah, you know. He's yeah. just one of those he's just one of those blokes whose energy is infectious. Yeah, great, great to be around.
0: Yeah, funny, funny, funny to have oh. a couple of beers with as well. You can just you sit there and laugh all night because he's just he, one of the funniest guys. You're get. He's, a, he's an absolute pisser. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he is awesome. So if we go back to um talk, talking about some of your fights because obviously there's going to be li- some listeners that want to talk about that when you think back on your career now you can look back with with open eyes and um where do you think was your was your peak and and, and what do you think uh, what, what what are you probably your, your best memories of what you achieved over that time i'll probably have hit my peak yet Pete. that's awesome i love it um
1: i don't know mate um i peaked late i was a late bloomer i didn't you know i didn't have fuzz me nuts till i was about 16 i didn't shave till i was like 21 22 (laughs) so i was a late grower um even later um but i don't know mate i um I, i think i think the best achievement um in my career was the fact that uh, probably wasn't one particular fight. I could talk about fights that I've won that I probably shouldn't have won. Um, yeah. That most people would go, that must be your best achievement. I think the the, the best achievement that I had um, throughout my career right until the end was um, bringing people together. I yeah, that's right. That's the best thing I was able to do um, in my yep. career was to bring people together at stadiums, at homes around the country, at pubs and clubs. Yes. And go and watch fights and, I think the majority of the crowd were there to, that of my flights were there to see me be victorious. Um, and yeah. there was a lot of, there was just a real sense of camaraderie within the air at the stadiums where I fought. And that to me makes me very proud. That's my best achievement, mate.
0: Uh, awesome. That's, that's, that's great That's great to hear because um, uh, sitting from the other side, so um, I live around the corner obviously from Alex Volkanovski who's in the USC at the moment. And you know, what he's done for the community here in Wollongong where I live, I mean, when he's fighting, the pub, all the pubs are packed. I mean, and he's done that for a small community here uh, in Wollongong. It's, a great, it's and, a great achievement. Yeah, so it's just amazing when you see that. It helps the businesses, helps the economy, but also what it does is it brings a community together. It doesn't there's there's you know there's doesn't worry about doesn't matter about nationalities. Everyone's hugging each other, they're throwing beer at, they're throwing beer at each other. It's all it's all good fun, and that's a, that's the bit that you guys probably. Out on sometimes you'd probably want to be in those crowds at some point in time,
1: oh, you know yeah. what I mean. You know, yeah. so- I mean, and he's he's a guy who's <clears throat> he's humble, he's down to earth, he's an animal, but he's such a, a you know, a seemingly I've never met him, seemingly you know, easygoing, cruisy, caring guy who's got a switch who can fight like the clappers, but he brings people together and that's a special quality, mate. So, um, you know, yeah, I don't think it's too long before you know, he's he's absolutely ruling and um, you know, he's he's just he's got that X factor where people want to see him be victorious. Some yeah. fighters, some fighters have a, some fighters, people pay to see lose. Which yeah. Which is crazy. That's what that is. Yeah. Not like Alex, Alex, he's a the, he's the guy
0: who you want to go and see win. You, you, you're rooting for That's it. That's right. Yeah. You, know, you, you want, want to get pointed because he's a good bloke. And he's an ex rugby league tragic as well. So it's, um, <laughs> it also, it also helps him. So I asked some of the, some of the guys in, in, in the group, what sort of questions I'd ask. So, um, if you do answer them, you don't have to, but, um, one of the guys asked, um, and this is Daniel, um, uh, Monday, one of my good friends, um, asked, how, how do you feel about, um, Jeff Benick these days after the alleged falling out years ago and how do you hold grudges? How does that sort of work? And if you don't, don't answer it, if you're not comfortable with it, it's all good. That's no, it's all good, mate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Probably a, a long
1: a long answer is required. Um, yeah. But I, uh, and <laughs> as as we all know, there's always two sides to a story. Of course, and the, course. generally, the, the truth generally meets in the middle, but I'm going to say this one, and I'm happy to say it publicly. Um, the truth is on my side. And so right. people who know me um, and who know Jeff will probably go, yeah, I'm, I'm back on that one. I'll yeah. take I'll take that one yeah it, well, you know so that in itself says something in that answer um, yeah I left my head I left my head held very very high extremely high I did everything that I could to stay with Jeff um, Jeff's got his opinion Jeff's got his ideas on how it ended why it ended and why it shouldn't have ended um, etc yeah yep. it, it, it ended too late um, for me and if Jeff wants to sit down one day and, and have a chat about it because I greatly admire Jeff as a fighter. And then as my trainer, I would have walked through brick walls. Everyone knew this. I did everything that I could possibly do to, you know, what I was training with Jeff under Jeff, but unfortunately, um, Jeff spoiled it
0: yeah. and
1: um, you know, but he won't, he won't agree to that. He won't, he'll, he, he'll, he'll have a quick comeback. And I generally, I'll just keep keep it that. Jeff spoiled it. and since then, um, since about April 2005, when I made the decision to leave Jeff and find a new trainer, um, I told Jeff, and then um, the very next day in the newspaper, um, there was a story saying that how he'd let me go, and um, right. you know it was for the better, and it was, all, it, was a, it was a feel-good story for Jeff on Jeff's behalf, and then within a week, he turned it on me in the same paper. I think it was the same reporter in 2005. Rip me in your asshole, saying, "How dare he? How can he lead me? What I've done for him?" But yeah. a week before, you said that you let me go, Jeff. So, yeah, you know, <coughs> Jeff's Jeff's. You know, he's up and down. And um, yeah. one day, this one day, he's, he's you. You be in his good books. The next day, you won't be in his good books. Who knows?
0: It's frustrating, man. Yeah. Very, very yeah. frustrating. And I've been. He's because because he did do a lot for Australian boxing with his with his talent. So that's the that's I guess that's a disappointing bit. You know? Yeah, it is. It is. He Yeah, he lets himself down. He's, you know, he he
1: because yeah. he, he was he was he was so loved, and then um, you know, I don't know. It's it's a tough one, mate, because yeah. as fighter as fighter trainer, we went through a lot, and I would I would I would have fought, you know, I would I would have taken on the Russian army for, for him. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. just not doing anything, yeah. mate. But, yeah. um so yeah. uh, unfortunately, I've been yeah, it is what it is, mate. It is it is. But, um, yeah. I wish him all the best. I wish him all, and I'll always yeah. You know, we we had a had a great had some great times, and you know had some fantastic times with him, and and we'll always yeah. remember. I like to remember the good times more than yeah. the, the bad times, and I don't really like to throw mud or or be, yeah. speak no. ill. But I'm that's, also, and that's not what we do here. So no, nah, but I'm also not a wood duck, and I've just had my ass torn out by him for fifteen years. Yeah. On and off he said some good things and he said some horrendous things continually and i've just yeah. kept my mouth shut and i'll continue to do that
0: yeah and hopefully at some point um there can be some closure between um two of you guys at some point because that's how life is you know we we, we say some stuff that we don't mean at certain points and um you know like you said if you guys want to have a chat you know you've you've opened that door for that so um we'll see
1: you know it, it, it is, there's there's a lot of water being under the bridge but yeah pretty,
0: pretty much all from him yeah yeah so it's all it, it's all it's all it's all good it's um like i said i didn't want to um create any any controversial stuff but it was a question from um from from one of our listeners so i just thought i'd ask it and i appreciate your honesty What's the point of having questions that are boring, Pete? Yeah, like I said, there's always two sides. And if you ask my ex-wife, her, her side would be totally different to mine. <laughs> so, of course. Yeah, you know, um, you know, to me, I was a, I was a, a beautiful embellishment of what a husband should be. Um, but if you ask her, it would be totally, totally different. Well, Worked yeah, and, hard.
1: and Jeff, Jeff will say the same, mate. And, yeah. You know, we had some great times together that I remember and, and look back with, with just absolute endearment and fondness
0: yeah. um so i just like to remember those times yeah great good on you good on you and um it would be remiss of us not to talk about obviously one of the biggest fights with with mundane and, and 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 that whole um you know that whole rivalry um there was you know i can always sense that there was there was there was a lot of respect there um you know and was there actual hatred there at any point in time real hatred or was that all you know part of boxing a bit of part of boxing and a, and a bit of hatred or was it actual genuine genuine I've, hatred I've, ne-
1: I've never bought i've never ever once bought into i'm just going to say something derogatory to this guy or going to say something mean or spiteful or smart ass to this person so people go oh these guys don't like each other i want to yeah. watch this fight no nah, yeah never. okay yeah i could have made a lot more money by doing that yeah but I couldn't then look my dad in the eye and my brother in the eye, my mother in the eye, my kids in the eye and go, yeah, I was, you know, I just did that for the TV. Fuck right Yeah. So, um, i got no interest in that. So whatever was said between myself and Chuck um, and was genuine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think you'll, you were, I don't think you'll be able to go back and go that I've said, I hate Anthony Mundine or I, yeah. or I just hope he, you know, gets hit by a bus. You'll never find that. Cause it was always a sporting rivalry. Yes. I'm a better fighter than Chuck. That's it. That's all I give a, a rat's about. I'm a yeah. better fighter. I'm a better fighter than Chuck. That's all I care yeah. about. Yeah. He'll say, this, and he'll say the same, and he'll go to his grave saying that he's a better fighter than me. But he's not. I'm a better fighter than Chuck. And that's where the that's where the competitiveness is. I have yeah. a great deal of respect for the man. He was a Premiership NRL player, and then he was a World Champion boxer. That's pretty special. Yeah. It's a pretty huge achievement.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and anyone who couldn't acknowledge that or doesn't acknowledge that um, is is ignorant and um, that's their problem mm-hmm. but um but in saying that we should have had three fights and yeah. he made us wait 10 years for the rematch after the first one the first one was the biggest the biggest boxing bout in australian history mm. but nothing's come close to it the Biggest biggest for jones in 2009 and then the third one was myself and mundane's rematch 10 years later they're the three biggest fights and the next one next, next to that is there's daylight between third and sure. fourth. Yes. Um, so myself and him have had a, had a, a, you know, we kind of had the, had the public attention for 17 years mm. you know, from 2001 to 2000, when it started to 2017. It's, it's pretty huge. And still talked about to this day, really? Yeah. But it was re- the reason it was, and then you see a lot of fights like there's, there's, Jeff Horn versus Tim Zhu coming up and great blokes, top young fighters, top young fellas. And there's, there's, they're trying to create, the media and them are trying to create a rivalry. You can't create a rivalry. There is a rivalry mm-hmm. or there's not. So you can't create it. So that's all these rivalries over the years, like even chock Chock with um, other fighters that haven't quite had that rivalry because it's not being genuine. Yeah. Um, whereas myself and chock Started off in 2001, um, the media really started it and Chop called me a bum and I just said, yeah, I'll fight the boat, let's get on and it just went from there. Yeah, and I, kept, awesome. I, was, I was knocking blokes out, they were taken in the distance and then we fought the first time and he won the fight and I was a ghost. And it's not an excuse, but we should have fought straight after that at a weight better suited to me and he made us wait 10 years, We were both old men. Mm. I, was four, I was a month of 44 we fought. No. Um, in rematch, and I, and I, and I did what I had to do. I got the decision. I won the fight, and yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a for me it was a fantastic way to go out, a, a, a victory over my biggest rival in my sport that I had. Um, you know, in my last fight was a great way to go out. But you know, he's not a bad human being. He's a he's an exceptional athlete, um, and yeah, like I said, a lot of things being said over the time, but it was never one of hatred, never yeah. hatred, okay. because yeah. yeah. My father raised me, and it was funny that I was the white fella against the black fella in the media and the public's public eye. This, you know, I'm i I'm, I'm the white fella, and he's the black fella, and that must mean that I'm, um, you know, a redneck, which, to a to a degree or to a degree to a large degree, really rubbed me the wrong way because my old man raised me um, well and truly to to acknowledge and appreciate, you know. Who the, who the rightful owners of this land are and, and where we came from and, and how long they've been here for, how long the Aborigines have been here for. And um, that's how I was raised. And yeah. so, you know, the the whole black white affair was really drummed up by the media. You, you'll never hear me saying anything about it um, or never hear me saying anything derogatory at all, because my old man would have slapped the taste out of my mouth yeah. From, as a young kid so, so that's how i've so, raised and
0: so he should have because yep. we don't have room for that in this country we don't
1: no, no, in particular you know um you know towards the indigenous um you know uh, this i'm not going to get into it because it's yeah. very political yeah. but of course yeah that's what's kind of pissed me off over the years is the fact that the media you know put me in one corner and Chalk, Chalk put me in one corner that pissed me off about Chalk. He put me, he painted me as this as, as the corporate white figure. I was like, fuck man, I'm a carpenter by trade. You never worked a day in your life. You walked straight out of school into a two hundred fifty thousand dollar, probably three hundred thousand dollar rubber league contract. Never worked a day in your life. Yeah, on the tool set. Don't put me in one corner and paint me as a corporate white man's figure, which he said, you know, to generate publicity. And then, then that kind of got a bit of a ball rolling. So that yeah. that pissed me off a little bit. But um it it's it is what it is. Chuck's not yeah. a bad dude. I don't hate the guy. I'm sure we'll break bread, and you know, over, over time we'll break bread. And I have immense respect for the man. Um,
0: but I'm just a better fighter. <laughs> we made that clear. That's all good. That's all good. So, um, you know, we've got um, obviously a lot of things that we could we could we could um talk about. I had an interesting question from one of the guys saying, "How's your skateboarding going now that you're retired?" Oh my back's cooked. I,
1: I, I, I love my surfing, so I'm yeah. I'm getting right into my. I'm, I'm you know really trying to progress my surfing to another couple of levels. Um, yeah, but uh, I've always surfed, you know, and really loved it since I was a kid. Yeah, so it's always been. I've always you know never stopped. But I skated as a kid. Then my boys loved my son. who's twelve now. Archie, he's loves skating. I put a half pipe in my backyard, and um, I I literally thought I'd broken my back a couple of times. Wow, wow. So I, I got to grow up. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. And I'm yeah. and I'm the I'm the king of idiots, so I'm like yeah. hey, I'll, I'll do that, I'll do that. Yeah.
0: Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, as we as we as we come to an end, um, I just wanna thank you for your time and appreciate it us finally getting this to, together. We've been talking about it for a little while and um you know, both of our schedules haven't sort of lined up, but it's been fantastic um to have you on. But if you've got like any bit of advice for whether it's a you know, NRL player or someone who's got, like we talked about earlier, someone who's got sh- short-term, <clears throat> short-term work prospects, as in 10 year, 15 year lifespans, and things like that. Um, what sort of advice would you give them about how to work with their money? And I know you said you don't want to talk about business advice because you spend it and all that sort of stuff, but I can't help but see that you're, you're, com- you're, you're, you're comfortable now. So you must have done something right. What do you think are some of the little things that you did do right? Um,
1: I, I invested, I, I didn't always make <coughs> sharp investments, but yeah. I generally invested in property, Yeah. Um, which, you know, back then was safer. Now it's not not as safe. I, nothing's safe now. I don't know what's yeah. safe anymore. So it's, a, mm. I really, it's a difficult environment um, for mm-hmm. young people who are looking to invest or to prosper with what they've made at the moment. I'm not sure where they invested. You know, I had, I got a little bit of shares, etc., some shares and, and property, um, and then. But I, I pretty much invested in myself, so oh, yeah. I invested in myself and my brand, um, yeah. and worked. You know, I worked hard on, on 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 not making my brand, but I worked hard on on you know doing my fighting and winning my fights, and that was kind of that's what created my brand, I guess. And just being sure. a normal normal bloke, and then I was able to, um, I guess, cross over into the fitness industry and 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 take the same. Attitude that I had in the fight game across to to my businesses, and just you know, just be work hard and just be straight down the line. which Pretty it's, really, it's a pretty easy formula for success. It is, and um and treat people um treat people so so easy. Treat them how you want to be treated. Yeah, yeah. it's really
0: yeah. simple. If you want to be treated well and you want to be treated with respect and courtesy, you got to show it. So true, and I think about that with a lot of um a lot of footballers or a lot of who, whoever it is that they've already been given the tools. They've been given the tools of discipline. They've been given the tools of, you know, being at the right time, on time, otherwise you get in trouble. They've been given the tools of knowing what rules to break, knowing what rules not to break and and all that sort of stuff. So they've been given, you know, holistically, even though the technical stuff of you're not, you're not running into a 120 kilo man at, you know, 60 kilometres an hour anymore. So you, you've been given that break. But the other tools of working hard, which is, a given in business, um, doing the hard yards, learning to have the right people around you, you know, uh, learning to have a peak performance coach. I mean, just because I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but having the right people that are going to give you the right type of advice around you, you already know how that construct works. So for you to take that out, you can, you can, you can do that. Don't feel to anyone listening. Don't feel so lost as soon as you leave your job. Don't feel that you have got nothing to offer because you already know the framework. And as a fighter, well, I
1: never had that. I never had, you know, didn't have. I had my old man for that, so yeah. I was lucky. And a lot of, yeah. and, and and with respect, a lot of young blokes playing in LA folks here, they don't have their old man. So I, I probably had it better than having life coaches or business coaches, with all respect, or a, a, a great coach or a, a great yeah. club that's mentoring me. I had my old man, so I was probably I was I was ahead of the head of the pack in that. In yeah. that fact, I guess to. to just take advice or just watch what he did and learn from how he did things. You know, it wasn't of always, course. you know, there's as everything mate. there's always ups and downs in life. Of course. Yeah. But um, I guess one thing for the young fellas too is try and suck as much information out of good people around you whilst you can, like, whilst they're there, like, you know, if you can take advice or ask questions mm-hmm. or just learn and kind of just feed off their energy and feed off what they do, that's a really good thing too, is suck as much energy and, and information out of the people that around you at the clubs cetera, that are good people that are a good influence, that are positive, mm-hmm. you know, put, put yourself around those people as much as you can.
0: Yeah, so true, so true. Good on you, Danny. Thank you very much for your time today. I'm sure everybody appreciates it. My um, pleasure, I'm mate. I'm sure we'll see each other um, at, some, at some point once these planes open up. Yeah. I'm sure we touch base when, when you're in Sydney and we can um, catch up and see. Have a cup we'll of tea and chew the fat, mate. Have a cup of tea. Probably won't be a cup of tea for me, um, but <laughs> it'll be all right. We'll what's, be your weapon,
1: to- what's your weapon of choice, mate?
0: Um, I've been into the pale ales, little creatures from WA lately. What's wrong? You don't no, like them? No,
1: no I gave up. I gave up drinking beer. I gave up beer uh, seventeen months ago, yeah. and um, I stopped drinking. And, yeah. and and the last two or three years um, into my um, into my uh, into my drinking because I loved my beer, mate. Yeah, I loved it. I was getting <laughs> into the pale ales. I, I I wouldn't touch a pale ale before. I was just yeah. B B, yeah. Emu Export. You know, can't Draft. That's it. And now, the pale ales. Oh my god, I Everywhere. loved them. You yeah. know, I don't drink anymore. Now, when you say it, I was like, Aston, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey, Steve. laughs>
0: All I'll right, everybody, ev- you have a pale ale. Everybody's just witnessed um, Danny falling off the wagon in live. live. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. good well, congratulations okay. on that. Good on you, mate. That, well done. That's a, that must have been hard because I reckon I'd find it really tough. That must have been hard. Oh, look, mate, I didn't miss out.
1: You know, got the Irish yeah. blood, so um I didn't I didn't miss out on
0: drinking.
1: Yeah. Uh, I gave it a real nudge and I had a yeah. had a very good time, mate. I yeah. Had a great time doing it. Yeah. Um but it was time to pull up and um, yeah. you know, do it yeah, just for me it was um I actually wanted to do it for quite a while. My old man did it when he was the same age, around forty six he did it. Yeah.
0: He was a big drinker, heavy drinker, gave up. So good. Good did the you. same thing. Yeah. Well done. Well done. A, a excellent lesson Right there Right at the end As well, as Guru
1: I'll, will attest though, I don't need it Mate I'm stupid enough
0: <laughs> I'll ask him I'll ask him I've been trying To get him onto this And he's like No one's going to listen to me And I'm like You're probably right But I need some content You know and, uh, <laughs> he, he'd, have
1: some, he'd have some Great stories mate, He's got, got some know. great stories the state mate? of origin the, the, the just His playing career Then with his band You know Shinobi yeah. And all these oh, yeah. Mate And he started his own Now he's, he's gone out And branched out And doing the own, his own Marquee high Business yeah, it Sarah. does.
0: Yeah, you actually came out to one of his songs once, didn't you? I think, didn't you? I can't remember.
1: No, I didn't come out, and no, I always come out to land, and I but yep. I played, I played his songs in between rounds. Yeah, right. Awesome.
0: Yeah. That's great yeah. support. It was, yeah. It's yeah.
1: and yeah, it was, yeah. I was like, yeah, a Guru of the Man. I wish I was because I, I always wanted to play in a band. Yeah, so I was like I'm jealous, mate. Or not jealous, <laughs> but I'm right on. It was okay. yeah,
0: yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, Danny. Thank you very much again, mate. And um, I appreciate it. You take it easy. You have a wonderful day. And um, thank you so much. Thank you so Anytime. much. Anytime, appreciate, Pete. Boom back okay. at you, mate. Everyone, all, right. all the best. See you, chat.